serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Taco Tuesday. Rail strike coming. Inflation up. And then the big news out of the NBA. You forgot that the Dow plummeted. Yeah. Well, in the celebration, James Taylor was singing at the White House. I know. Yes, but the big story right here in Arizona, the Phoenix Suns owner, Robert Sarver, suspended for a year, fined $10 million. So remember all those months ago we were talking about that investigation and then the NBA looked into it and uh, there was, hey, is he using the N-word? Hey, is he treating women unfairly? Hey, did he expose himself to a bunch of employees, mostly men? What is going on here? Is he showing pictures of his wife's boobs to people? Well, the investigation says yes. <laughs> so the NBA's uh, independent investigation, uh, you know, we got most of, of what it's all about today. If you're just joining us, I know that our other, you know, shows and, and our news team has been on this, the biggest story in town. Uh, yeah, one year and $10 million. So why don't we go through what Robert Sarver did, uh, what he says, maybe, you know, it's not completely accurate, but I just got to say, I got to say this. Um, it, it, it looks like most of this is true. I mean, now don't we have the facts? Yeah. These are the facts from the investigation. It's so- a weird thing, though, because it looks to be true. Okay. But we saw what took place in, you know, Los Angeles. And you're, you know, automatically overnight, everybody's like, this guy's done. We're getting rid of him. Here he who goes. Who are you talking about? Uh, Sterling, who owned the Clippers. And that was... Like ten years ago, right? Yeah, and then and then they forced him to sell. And but this just feels kind of like, hey, slap on the hand. Don't do that again. Give us ten million dollars. Yeah, if you act like a pig, shouldn't you be forced to sell the team? So let's go through it. He's using the N word all the time. Five times he used it. I got to tell you, and I've said this before. I've never said that word in my life. I never will say that word in my life. If someone says it in front of me. I never leave the room and then go and say, hey, that guy just said, and then I actually use that word. I don't even do that. I stay as far from that word as I can. And so so what, what the law firm finding included this, Sarver, at least five occasions, as an owner, repeated the N-word. What was one of the questions is, did he repeat it? Did he say it? Or did he repeat what somebody else was saying? I think he's repeating the N-word yeah. when recounting the statements of others. You don't have so, to do that. You don't have to do that. Unless you're under oath and they're making you say everything out, you yeah. just stay away from that. Stay or you're away. playing a part in a movie and this is what it's called for. Right. You know, because this is what Quentin Tarantino wants. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't use it. You just don't. Listen, I'm a white guy. I'm, I'm not going near that word. You are? I am. I'm a little tan from Hawaii. You never said anything. Well, you're my kind vacation, of... Oh, a little you're bit screaming off, out there. You got a little farmer's tan. A little off-white. You just... That's just a word. I don't know, I don't know how many times we're going to go through this. You know? If, if a black person wants to use that word, I, I can't do anything about it. I can only do something about me. And I'm not using that word. Ever. Ever. And I'm never repeating what someone said. In terms of using that word. So so that's what Sarver did, it seems. Five occasions during his tenure, he repeated the N-word when recounting the statements of others. How stupid is that? It's really, really stupid. So let's just be very clear. He did not go up to somebody and call a black person the N-word. That's not how he used the word. 
how he used the word is he heard somebody else say it, and then he goes, hey, you know, I was talking to so-and-so, and he said blank. And I'm, I'm like, yeah. so does that count using the N-word? I think it counts. Well, I mean, you just... Don't do it. In a modern era, you don't do it. Okay, let's it, move on. The other stuff, too. Yes. Is crazy. It's it's crazy. So there were other key findings. Uh, Robert Sarver, the owner of the Suns, engaged in these, this conduct towards women employees. He was not treating them as equals. He made inappropriate comments about their physical appearance. Uh, let's see, of uh, female employees and other women on several occasions engaged in inappropriate physical contact toward male employees. Again, what are you thinking? I don't know what you're thinking. You know what you're thinking? You're thinking, uh, oddly enough, I had lunch today with our, our good buddy Bruce St. James, and we were talking about this, because how many times do we see this and, and hear stories about this is, People in life who've never, who've gotten to a point where they're at a certain level that nobody's told them no in forever in a day. Bingo. There, there is nobody to answer to. One of the big things about Trump was the fact that he didn't run a public company. He ran Trump. And Trump got his, he was the king. He was all of the things. When you don't get told no, you lose the boundary of what line not to cross. And you think, well, it's okay because I'm truly the boss. Bingo. No, nothing can hamper or do anything to whatever it is I'm doing. You don't think you have rules at that point in your life. Exactly. You are so rich. You own a basketball team. You owned buildings. I thought of Trump, too. Yeah. I, I did. I thought Robert Sarver thought of Trump, too. You know, grab women. We know what he said. You know, the boundaries are gone at that point for some people who are that rich. Because there's no accountability and nobody to say no. Well, finally, somebody is saying that's wrong. That's wrong. And even when do people have said no in the past, the way that everybody always deal with it is just write him a check. Sometimes that that laughter it. was worth my $100,000 I'm writing a check to you. Good luck to you. Yeah. I, I'm, I This was really sickening, how he treated women. Because there were people that say... Uh, one former staffer said, hey, he thinks women are uh, a possession. They have very little value. He thinks that that women are, are no nowhere close to where he thinks a man, a men are. And I just I got to tell you, I despise guys like that. I despise guys like, you know, that. And, and I look at it, it. I look at somebody like this and it's scummy and it's horrible. And, you know. And I think to myself, okay, put yourself in that position. Does everybody look at him as a dollar sign? So everybody goes back and forth. So he figures, why should he probably thinks everybody under him that's not at his level is is a pawn in a game. And the women are the lowest of the pawns. You're saying that's what Robert Sarver. Yes, because I'm I'm here. Okay, if that's the case, how do you still how does the NBA still allow you to own the Phoenix Suns? Well, I think the problem is, is how many people own the Phoenix Suns? Well, Robert Sarver owns 35%. That's it. I don't know if that's a big number. Do you think that's a big number? Because a lot of times it's like, well, you know, they own the team. They own most of the team. 35%? Yeah. Okay. So there are other there are the shareholders. I'm just saying, if you're treating women like garbage, if you're acting like a pig, okay, if you're using the N-word, um, if there's an investigation over a year... And there are 80,000 documents and stuff. I mean, there are 320 individuals that were interviewed. I mean, this is what's going on with Robert Sarver. Uh, I don't know how you're allowed to, to continue to run an NBA team. Because if I'm the NBA, uh, I boot him. And here's the thing. He got off easy. You've got to think that Robert Sarver is sitting at home right now saying, <laughs> 10 million? I'll wipe my rear end with 10 million. 
ten million to him, Chad, is like ten dollars to us. Yeah, and that's it. And and here's something else too. It's you, you're you're coming at something in a way where you've got other people that own the team. You don't want to make the franchise worse le- uh, worth less because if you start because remember a lot of these are maybe not the ones that own it with him, mm. but he may have a few friends there. But the other owners throughout the league, they don't want to see. Hey, what if they come after me for something because they they want my franchise? They think I'm a bad owner and they could make something up and they could you know drive the the price of my franchise down and they could do certain things because if that happens in milwaukee milwaukee is in la Mm -hmm. la is the clippers they overbid because it's los angeles it's the staples center there's a lot that's going into it and i think they're sitting back going all right the nba how do we do this in a way where we can get him out of here but why did they strip the guy from the clippers and they don't strip Robert Sarver of the team. Well, he was one person, and I think the thing is, if also there was a lot of issues that came with the fact that they didn't think he was mentally competent, uh, Sterling, at the time, and he he's was getting, so old. He's getting very old. And he had a lot of issues. His family took over a mass majority of it, and they kind of took over everything. There was Nobody's audio. stepping in. There was audio. Yeah. But, there's no audio of Robert Sarver. And you know what we always say? Didn't happen unless there's a picture. But didn't nobody's stepping in, too. No, his, his wife's not stepping in. What's his wife named Penny? She's not stepping in to take this over and say, we want to get rid of the team. Right. Yeah. And that's what happened with, with Sterling and everything, where you had people come in and say, we've removed him completely, and we're going to handle this sales. So, um, Sarver, one-year suspension, NBA investigation, and $10 million. I'll tell you what, here's how you punish him. Win the title. He can't do it. He can't celebrate with you. He imagine if the Suns were to win next year. Robert Sarver can't show up at the arena and watch a game. Can't get the trophy. Robert Sarver cannot accept the trophy. He cannot party with the team. He can't do anything. And I think if you're Robert Sarver and you were a, a horrific owner for over a decade and ran the Suns into the ground, and then hey, give the guy some credit. Finally turned them around. Hired the right people. Uh, and now the Suns are a contender. If they were to win this upcoming season, Robert Sarver is nowhere to be found. Yeah. And that would be the ultimate punishment for him. Because what has he tried to do his entire life? Win an NBA title. And if the Suns were to win an NBA title, we all know this. This is a Suns town. Especially if you watch the last Cardinals game. This place would go crazy. Yeah, And he'd have nothing to do with it. He wouldn't be allowed. All right. We're going to get back to a little bit of Robert Sarver. Uh, why Why did the NBA not force him to sell the team? Could he still lose the team? And what does it mean for the Suns? We're going to talk about it. Plus, we got another Arizona kid brought a gun to school. This is happening every two days here in the Valley. Why? We're going to explain that coming up next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Uh, Coming up, we're going to show you how tone-deaf the White House is. Yesterday, we were playing you a clip of uh, the vice president trying to tell us that the border was secure. Yeah. And it's about a 45-second clip. And I think if you were to edit all of the... uh, the pauses? Uh, the pauses out? It's a six-second clip. It was bad. She, she has struggled. no idea what to say. She was on the struggle bus. <laughs> she Wait, was the driver of said struggle bus. Wait until you hear what the president said today at the White House. And while he was saying it, how great inflation is. <laughs> how they fixed it. How they fixed it. Uh, while, while that was happening, inflation uh, actually went up and the Dow crashed. And you want to talk about being tone deaf? We're going to talk about this at the, this hour. Swing and miss. Bada, 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 bada. 
So, and just a, the Dow was once at thirty, almost thirty-seven thousand. Yeah, January this year, this year was at thirty-six thousand seven hundred ninety-nine, under thirty-two thousand. Yeah, down four yeah. percent today. Yeah. All right. Something uh, I know you're getting tired of talking about. I am too. Um, we've got another gun in an Arizona school. You know, I'd go through all of the guns. And the and the stories, you know, just as the school year started in the Valley, I can't keep them all straight. There's got to be a dozen of them already. You know, we talked about what happened in El Mirage yeah. at that school. Uh, there was someone with a gun, tried to get in. School did a good job, locked it down. But remember when the parents came and they said, I want in, I want in. They're like, you can't go in, inside. They had to tase parents. Yep. We've had, uh, what well, we have in the last couple of days, we've had threats. We've had panic we've had what did one uh, school board member say it was the their columbine yeah yeah the incident that happened in phoenix last friday was was deemed this generation's columbine there was no gun found there were pops that were heard i don't know if it was a bag of chips or it was a car backfiring but there was no there were no bullets and apparently that is that school's Columbine. Nobody's dead. Nobody got shot. Nobody had a gun. I bet you everybody at Columbine would love to have that be their yeah, actual Columbine. That sounds pretty pretty good. Okay, so so here's the latest. You know, we've had second graders bring guns to school, fourth graders. Uh, kids keep bringing guns to school, and it's right here in the Valley. This one happened in Surprise. Kid was arrested for threatening to bring a gun to school and shoot students. So we got an eleven-year-old. An eleven-year-old. Yeah, an eleven-year-old was arrested. So, surprise! Police say another student alerted the school of the threat after this boy repeatedly sh- shared plans to bring a gun to school. Okay, all right. Is he? Is is the boy serious? Is the boy blowing off steam? Is the boy being bullied and he's trying to scare the bully? Did he say something in passing that somebody took and construed it as, he said, I'm going to go shoot up the school. I mean, there's a lot of, but uh, was there a gun? They took the, the, the the cops took the 11 year old boy into custody before the start of school Monday. And they booked him for making a terrorist threat. Where did he make the threat at? I think he made it at school from what I understand. There was a student that alerted the school of the threat. The boy planned, shared plans to bring the gun to school. So he he's arrested. This is a class three felony. Yeah. This is an 11 year old. Um, so according to the police, the boy admitted to, to making the threat of violence. So so the boy has said, I did that. Uh, and then he was taken into custody at the school. He was unarmed at the time. Um, but, but this is like, I, I'm just curious. This is all happening after Uvalde because once in a while, Chad, we talk about a kid bringing a gun to school in the Valley in Arizona, but not like this. Yeah. It's like, it seems every day, yeah. every couple days there's to do, you know, last week when Barry was in, there was a, somebody had written something in a girl's locker room and, or in the bathroom. And that was all of a sudden they're closing things down. And it's like, it's, it's one thing after another. So either it's happening or is there a chance we're overreacting? I think there's an overreaction going on. Really? I think, I think we're is getting a bad. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Because it, it can disrupt stuff. And once people know, there's opportunities for disruption. Yeah, they're good. Kids are going to take advantage of it. 
Right. You and know? we've also talked about some of these kids. How did they bring a gun to school? You're in second grade. Guess what? You're not going and buying a gun. You're taking it from your parents. Yeah. Our, our laws here, while they're not like California, you're still not buying a gun in second grade. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, coming up next. Coming up. We know that Suns owner Robert Sarver suspended for a year, fined $10 million. Uh, so here's the thing. If he uses the N-word, if he treats women like crap, should he be forced to sell the team? Our friends Burns and Gamble are going to join us I in the studio. That. I know. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. That should be interesting. Next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, 2 till 6. Well, the big story is Robert Sarver, the owner of the Suns. The investigation has concluded, and he's in a lot of trouble. He's been suspended for a year. He's been fined $10 million, using the N-word five times, treating women uh, poorly, inappropriate comments, treating them uh, not as equals. Uh, And, you know, I'm just wondering... Did he get off easy? All right, joining us now from 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station, our buddies uh, Burns and Gambo. They're in studio with us. They cover this stuff all, all the time. All right, fellas, let's get into it. I'm reading this stuff. I'm reading this report. I mean, Sarver acted like a pig. Did he get off easy? <laughs> Did he get off easy? Yeah. I, based off of what I read today, I feel like there is more to come with this. I, I don't know how that's going to look or what kind of form that's going to take. Worse, but I, yeah, I, I, I think there's there's another shoe to drop here, and and I'm not I'm not like being a conspiracy theorist about it. I just think now that the report is out there, and now that people are reacting to the report, I know Gambo's got some news about this. Mm. I, I just I feel like something else is going to happen when it comes to the story, and that that the story is not done today. I don't think this thing is done today. Did he get off easy, Gambo? Well, it's the, to the point Bernsey was making. It's Robert Sarver is not the sole owner of the Phoenix Suns. He owns about 35% of the Suns. And there's very likely a clause in the partnership agreement that would allow for the removal of him as principal owner for cause. So now I think the next step is for the other owners to determine are there damages? How much have we been affected by this? The uh, Have we tarnished the reputation of the organization? And if they determine that's the case, they could then go to a vote to either remove Robert, force the sale of a team. There are certain things that they could do based on morals and ethic clauses. There's one in every contract. So there's that Robert definitely has an agreement with the with a legal agreement with the other owners. Is this one of those things? Because I I agree with you. I think this buys time to figure out what to do. But this is not like what we saw in L.A. with Sterling, where he's a single owner. NBA is going to force your hand here. This is other people that own parts of the team that are now going to jockey over position of how do we get this guy out of here? Maybe. I Maybe. If they, did he violate his fiduciary duties? Did he act unethically? If they feel that he did, listen, they, they may do nothing. I don't know. But I'm just saying an, an option that is out there, if the other owners feel like, you know, the the enterprise, the enterprise of the Suns organization has been damaged and the reputation is damaged, they could look to make 
a move, strike a vote, and see where it goes. That's that is an option that I, I am being told is available to them. And there is one owner in particular, right? I, I've seen him. He John Najafi. Yes, he, he, is, does, he has made no. He would like yeah. to own the team. Period. Case closed. Robert has been trying to buy him out for four years. He has opposed Robert on just about everything. John Najafi is one of the minority owners of the Phoenix Suns. Him and his brother Francis Najafi both own a piece of the Suns. As do you know about twelve or thirteen other people. Okay. There's about twelve or thirteen partners, I believe, that are involved altogether. John Najafi, who I don't believe is well liked by the other owners, I think he might have a hard time with the takeover. But he would be the one if anybody was trying would try to push for a vote to oust Robert. I believe it would be John Najafi. All right, joining us in studio, our buddies uh, Burns and Gambo, ninety-eight-seven FM, Arizona Sports Station. As uh, we discuss, Robert Sarver, the Suns owner, suspended for a year, fined ten million dollars. That too light is too harsh. I know everyone's reacting to this, Burnsy. The ten million dollars is is nothing. Nothing. I mean, it's considering that the franchise is worth two billion with a B. Right. A ten million dollar fine is nothing. The year long suspension. That to me, Gatos is is the thing I probably have the biggest question about because, I mean, let's say. Hypothetically, the opportunity to acquire Kevin Durant arises again at some point during the season at the trade deadline. If Robert Sarver is removed from the organization in terms of his leadership, who makes that decision? Who who is on hand to make that? Who oh, is, Robert will make it. Well, I, I understand, no. but I understand that that's where we get kind of loose and fast. So with he's how not this really is removed. Work. Is he really removed? No, no, because how can you really be removed when you're deciding to spend six million dollars on a player, ten million dollars on a player? $20 million on a player. You guys cover this stuff every day. Not a story like this, but sports. The Suns. I don't know Robert Sarver. I've never met Robert Sarver. I think he was a terrible owner for a decade. And then all of a sudden, things turned around. And now people are like, hey, this is good stuff. Maybe I like Robert Sarver a little more. Then this this comes out, and you're like, ugh. Are you just surprised? The N-word, the way he treated women, uh, dropped his drawers one time. I mean, are you guys surprised? But I don't know if you guys know him or... I know him very, very well. I know him. I know his wife, Penny. I know his his family very well. My kids went up through the soccer system at the same time his kids did. I've, I've always been able to have contact with him. Yeah, a lot of it does surprise me. From what I know of him, I've never seen that side of him. I've never seen that side. And from the players, a lot of the players that I've spoken to, including Jared Dudley and P.J. Tucker and many others, they've never heard that either. That's not saying it didn't happen. I mean, obviously, the report is out now. It's not speculation anymore. There's a report that's out. But do am I surprised? by it in all the in, in all the interactions that I have had with him I have never seen that mm. at all here's something for you I think a lot of people this thing came out a lot of people originally thought oh this is another sterling thing he's going to be gone I saw what his lawyer put out I saw what he put out a statement does this feel like a win for him? Like, hey, they didn't kick me out of the league. They said I did some bad stuff. I still dispute some of that. But they've only suspended me for a year. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And it's a $10 million fine. Does it feel like maybe they didn't go far enough and he feels like he got a win? I think he, if I'm Robert Sarver, which is why I was surprised to see the reports that he was kind of fighting this. And, and those were the initial reports. I think if I'm Robert Sarver, still being able to own the Phoenix Suns is a win. Now, how long will that last? I don't know. Because I, I don't think, I think that story is still being 
being written. All is right? it here a year from now? I don't know. It depends on the other owners. Is it damaged? Let me ask you this. Like, do any of the major advertisers say, you know what? I don't want to be associated with, you know, with Misogyny. that unethical behavior. Right. Do, any- do, do the players speak out? Right. Does the locker room mm. kind of throw a little bit of a, of a revolution over this? I mean, the, the question of whether he's here a year from now depends on a lot of what has yet to happen and transpire. True. Kind of dictate whether he's going to be True. here a year from now. What will the, how will the advertisers respond? Will they still continue to support the Phoenix Suns? I mean, it's a great brand to, to advertise with. They're very successful and they sell out a lot of games. And Or do they back out right now and say, I don't want to be, be associated with this? I think you're, what, what Bernsey said, we have to wait and see how, how this plays out. His biggest punishment could be if the Suns win the whole thing this year and he can't participate in any of it. It's funny, I had that thought when I was driving into work, like, wouldn't it be crazy if this is the year they yeah. win it all? And he can't and do anything. And can't be on the floor can't and be accept, a part of it. Can't, can't accept trophy, the trophy, yeah. can't give the speech. I had that exact same thought when I was driving into work today. All right, Bernsey and uh, Gambo, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Great to see you guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. You got it. All right. Uh, we're going to discuss a lot more about uh, Robert Sarver, what it means for the Phoenix Suns. I think we're going to talk to Monica Lindstrom a little later, uh, KTAR legal analyst, and... Can Sarver be forced to sell the team? Can he actually be forced to sell the team? Because think about it. If you're going into work and you're being treated like this. Yeah, but there are rules. Uh-huh. And we know what those rules are. Uh-huh. So that's something we're going to get into. All right. Up next. Uh, why are panhandlers trying to get in the backseat of your car here in the valley? In the backseat. Opening the door. Why is this happening? The Gatos at Chat Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. I hear we're seriously entertaining, but we're not Grammy Award winning kind of entertaining. That is Michael Buble heading to the Footprint Center on September 20th for his brand new Hire Tour. Limited tickets are available, but you can win a pair by visiting the contest page at KTAR.com. Just a, a quick around the room. Is is panhandling becoming a, a major issue here in the Valley? Depends on where you are. Okay, where? Uh, everywhere I go, even out in Casa Grande, the Valley of Zerp people, man, there's places you can't pull out with two or three people in, you know, like in a row, you know, with different signs or on different parts of the thing. Becky Lynn? I think we're seeing a lot more people standing on the street corners, yeah. but um, if it's a problem, it's whether or not you engage with them. I don't find them being aggressive. Okay. To we're going to talk about how aggressive they're being. Wise man, Steve Zinsmeister. When I moved to Phoenix, uh, I lived in downtown Phoenix, and they told us in college orientation, they warned us about panhandling downtown. Not to give You're going to get money. asked for money. Don't constantly give the same people money over and over and over. So they wanted you to spread it out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the warning was simply that if you give it once, that person will be back. Okay. Uh, Producer Pablo, big birthday for producer Pablo. Look at that. 21. It feels going to be 25, but as a a long time, uh, I've lived here my whole life and this is the most I have seen it throughout the valley, all parts of the valley. I've seen a lot more Mm. in the corners and and, and the medians especially. That's what scares me when they're in the medians. So listen, listen to this, what's happening in Glendale. The city tells me not only has panhandling gotten worse over the years here, but those doing it are becoming more aggressive, which is why some are calling for changes to make it stop. Okay, when you say more aggressive, are they, you know, I'm just be wondering. aggressive. You, be, 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 be aggressive. aggressive. No, not that. <laughs> uh, are they, what, what's, a, what's aggressive? Are they taking, listen, uh, can I have a dollar? No. I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm not going to give you a dollar. I mean, how aggressive can you get? Are you trying to get in the car? 
People offering to wash your windshield or holding signs asking for money. Don't don't do that to my windshield. Because now, now I'm going to have to get out and, and clean it. While you're waiting for the light to turn green, it's common here in Glendale. Yeah, I have seen a lot of panhandlers. Every day to commute, a lot. Philip Little says most will pass by if you ignore them. But recently, he's seen some panhandlers not take no for an answer. Knock on the window or really come pull up on the door handle. So that's scary enough. If it's not locked either, so, you know what I mean, that's crazy. There's also the issue of them standing on the medians or running into the street, getting dangerously close to cars. The city of Glendale now wants to tackle panhandling with a sweeping proposal, making it a crime. If a Okay. Yeah. Making it a crime. If you're so, trying to get in somebody's car, you yeah. just, uh, to me, you're on your way to commit a crime. Okay. I've had him beat on the window. Yeah, I've really? had that, too. Yes. Gosh. Had that, too. Once in a drive-thru at a McDonald's, right as I was pulling up to the speaker, <sighs> and I, told, I, I, I turned it down just a little bit, and I went, there's a person out here. <laughs> I didn't know what to right? do. I, what do you do? I mean, that's... It, I'd be like, more, are you hungry? Because I'm getting four Big Macs and throwing three of them away. Because, <laughs> like, that's one thing of getting someone something to eat. And I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, but I'm not doing it like that. Yeah. If you're no. going to beat on my window, yeah. uh-uh. But we need a law now? It's a, it's a law? What's the law? Is the law you're not allowed to ask for money on the sidewalk? You're not allowed to hold up a sign? Well, is it, it's probably the pestering. Okay. You know, and I mean... What, are we going to come up with one of those laws? You can't come within eight feet of a cop? We saw what happened there. They threw it out. You know what? Everybody here would probably go, you know, I'm okay if you don't come okay, within 10 maybe. feet of me. <laughs> making it a crime. If approved, anyone caught asking for money or offering services for cash from a car stopped on a public road would be cited with a civil violation. Okay. What are you going to do with them? They're not going to pay the fine. They don't make money. No. What, what are you going to put them in jail for that? You don't know. They might want to go. Sometimes people yeah. want to go because it's a place to sleep and you get food. Uh, it's pretty hot in a cot. That's all. Right? It's true, though. All right, we'll get into uh, more of this. Does Glendale really need a law to crack down on aggressive well, If you're trying to get inside somebody's car. Yeah, don't sit in my car. Yeah. Don't touch my car. No, let's not And do that. stop trying to clean my windows because you just screw it up. Oh. It's like... Yeah, we'll get into it. Son's owner, Robert Sarver, is in big trouble. Suspended for a year, fined $10 million. Could he be forced to sell the team? Next.